Welcome to another episode of Ag Bioscience Podcast. It's presented by Agrinovis Indiana and Inside Indiana Business. I'm Gary Dick, the host of Inside Indiana Business, also the host of this weekly podcast, where we have in-depth conversations with the leaders, innovators, and entrepreneurs in Indiana's ag bioscience sector. It's the sector where food, agriculture, science, and technology converge. This week, we have two guests to talk about some exciting news. Jay Hulbert is the CEO of Ag Alumni Seeds. Mitch Teinstrup is the Wickersham Chair of Excellence in Agricultural Research and Professor of Plant Breeding and Genetics in Purdue University's Agronomy Department. Jay and Mitch, welcome to the podcast once again. Thanks, Gary. Great to be here. In a great turn of events, you both are here to talk about a new innovation, a new partnership that has begun. So let's jump right to it. Start with a collaboration between Ag Alumni Seed and Purdue University. Mitch, talk a little bit about how the partnership works. Ag Alumni Seed has been a supporter of Purdue for decades. They were designed as sort of the commercialization entity for seed-based technologies. And I'm a professor at Purdue University. I have students. I teach classes. We have an interest in developing commercially valuable intellectual property. But oftentimes, we need help on the back end in terms of trying to find ways and avenues to work in light of commercialization. And Ag Alumni Seed is our, is our logical link in that case. And Jay has been a really excellent collaborator and supporter in helping us make the commercialized intellectual property developed at Purdue University. Jay, talk about Ag Alumni Seed. It has a rich heritage. One that I think maybe folks outside of Purdue and outside of the world of agriculture may not know a lot about. It's an interesting model. We were set up originally as a not-for-profit affiliated with Purdue to commercialize seed-based technologies. And and way back in the day, Purdue and land-grant universities like Purdue did most of the commercial plant breeding. Watermelon, cantaloupe, walnut trees, dent corn, and popcorn. And over the years, most of those programs were privatized, taken over by the private sector. And Purdue was eventually one of the last programs to be phased out was popcorn, that breeding program was licensed by Ag Alumni Seed, came over in the mid-90s, and we've primarily been a hybrid popcorn company ever since, hybrid popcorn seed. In a way, the sorghum program is a throwback to our roots where Mitch has a an extremely uh, diverse and active breeding program and a really innovative technology that has a tremendous amount of promise in the sorghum industry. And our role is to go back to our roots, so forgive the uh, pun, and help commercialize that. The partnership between Ag Alumni Seed and Colorado-based S&W Seed Company, collaboration on joint development. Mitch, okay, for people like me who don't spend their days in a research lab. Talk about this process, what it looks like, and ultimately what it's all about. So plant breeding is an interesting area of science, and oftentimes it takes a lot of years to develop and implement and trial new technologies. This is a technology that it really started in 2009. I was walking through the hallways of Lilly Hall at Purdue University. It was after five o'clock, and I stopped walking. I thought, huh, I wonder if it'd be possible to develop durin-free sorghum. Because sorghum is a commercially affordable sorghums are commercially very valuable. They're grown around the world. They're grown around the United States. They're important for beef production, for dairy production, for other ruminant animal production, both as a grazing crop as well as harvested for hay and for silage. Although a lot of people value sorghum as a forage crop, anyone that you talk to, whether they're an 
a farmer that has animals or whether they're a uh, an end user in, in different forms or in different places around the world, everybody has the same comment of, we're really happy that we have sorghum available to us as a forage crop. It produces a secondary metabolite, a chemical during metabolism that's toxic to animal production. And that molecule is called durin. And farmers around the world know how useful sorghum can be as a forage crop, but everyone also knows if you're going to grow sorghum as a forage crop, you have to be careful about durin accumulation in the crop because durin can be toxic to animals. And in fact, in some cases can actually kill animals. And it was an interesting issue having such a commercially important, globally important forage crop that has a blight in its reputation of, yes, sorghum's a good crop, but we need to be really careful about managing durin production. And so this comment to myself walking down the hallway was, we actually understand a lot about the metabolism and the biochemistry and the genetics of durin production. I wonder if we can use new technologies uh, being developed at Purdue, new new genetic technologies, biotechnologies to, to begin manipulating this pathway in a way that would be very conducive and add value to the crop. And that was really the origins. And it was within a, a year or so later, I was over at Ag Alumni talking to Jay about, hey, I've got this interesting idea and we're making some progress. What do you think? And that was really the origins of this uh, this, this collaboration. So it's a it's a it's many years old. Jay, talk about the collaboration with S and W Seed Company and what really makes that company the right fit for the collaboration. We started talking about developing uh, durin-free cyanide-free sorghum, and our Mitch started talking about it. And we thought a lot about how to do this, how to take it to market. We thought, well, should Ag Alumni Seed take this to market? That was that was sort of the first track, and that would mean really setting up a sorghum seed company almost from scratch. And then we looked at the investment in facilities and more difficult than that, the investment in a sales force that could reach farmers in the sorghum belt, which is primarily in the southern U.S. And we thought, well, that you know, that's a big investment, a lot of risk involved there, and it would hamper Ag Alumni Seed's ability to invest in other programs at Purdue. In the time that we've been working with Mitch on this, we've sent Purdue about $4 million in funding for agricultural research. We would have had to use most of that to spool up a sorghum company. So we started looking and who is best positioned in the market to take a high value, value-added sorghum to the market. Mitch had some connections, one of the predecessor companies of S&W, and we started talking to them. They had some technologies that were very complementary. And most important, they have a, a really good sales force in the forage parts of the world working on both sorghum and alfalfa, which are complementary products. Turned out to be a really good fit. What's the process look like now for this research to get it ready as really a go-to-market product? I'll talk about the market side a little bit, then I'll let Mitch talk about the research side. Mitch has a uh, broad range of hybrids. He's got uh, two hybrids. We've sent uh, parent seed of to S&W. They're increasing that seed and have some of the hybrid seed in test plots this summer. They're also crossing that seed into other parent lines of theirs, which have some high value traits, including herbicide resistance, with the idea that they can give their customers a non-GMO sorghum that has herbicide resistance very friendly to farmers, easier to grow, and it has the durin-free trait that allows uh, people to graze on it without having to worry about hurting their uh, hurting their cattle. On the research side, I'll, I'll let Mitch talk about that. So it became clear to us relatively early on that we would probably be trying to identify a partner that could facilitate this pathway to the market. There are several different sorghum products. There are grain sorghums, there are silage sorghums, there are hay sorghums, there are grazing sorghums. Instead, of focusing on trying to develop a hybrid lineup 
lineup that might fit broadly each of those categories. Our goal was to produce experimental hybrids that were competitive with commercial hybrids for each of those classes. For us, our goal is to come up with competitive hybrids that meet the market requirements for each of those classes of sorghum. Now that we have a partnership with S&W to work with them to incorporate those new experimentals into their hybrid lineup, as well as to give them some guidance and strategies for effectively working with this in their breeding program. This looks to me to be another example, collaboration, great piece of research to come out of Purdue. How does having a world-class research institution like Purdue in our state advance the ag bioscience sector? What Indiana, what Agrinovis is, is moving towards as well? How does it advance that whole process? A world-class research institution like Purdue in Indiana, it does a lot of things. One, it generates new technologies like this that help to put Indiana on the map and quite frankly, will generate royalty monies that help support additional research at Purdue. This is going to be a pretty high profile technology in the sorghum belt and has the potential to greatly expand sorghum's utility. And that's important in that sorghum is a plant that is very well adapted to high temperature, semi-drought or drought-like conditions. We're seeing more and more of that in the southern U.S. and up into the Midwest. So increasing the ability of farmers to use sorghum is something that creates added value for everyone. And again, just helps put uh, Indiana on the map. Jay Holbert is the CEO of Ag Alumni Seed. Mitch Teinstra is a professor of plant breeding and genetics at Purdue University. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us and putting some perspective, giving us some insight into what is an exciting collaboration. And I know we haven't heard the last of it. I think good stuff is just ahead. So thanks for joining us. There's some really interesting research with critters going on at Purdue around this, Gary, that we'll be able to talk about soon. Thanks again for joining us. And thank you for joining us on this week's edition of the Ag Bioscience Podcast. It is a weekly production partnership between Agrinovis Indiana and Inside Indiana Business. And a reminder, you can keep up to date with Agrinovis Indiana by following them on Twitter and Instagram at IN. You can also find them on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to share great ag bioscience stories like this one with more and more people. Thanks for joining us this week. I'm Gary Dick. We'll see you next time. This podcast is a product of Inside Indiana Business, hosted by Gary Dick, produced by Kayla Chittister, Bridget O'Reilly, Libby Fritz, and Joe O'Leary. More people get Indiana Business news from Inside Indiana Business than any other source.